0: Good morning, good morning. On today's podcast, I have special guest Edgar Blazona. Edgar is a modernist American furniture designer and founder of widely popular DTC sofa brand Benchmade Modern, a high school dropout, turned graffiti artist, turned serial entrepreneur. Edgar got his start in the furniture industry because of need. He was young and broke, and his first apartment didn't have any furniture. He now runs Benchmade Modern, which offers custom furniture that arise at your doorstep within weeks not months have a listen have you ever had negative thoughts in your mind that you aren't good enough that you'll never be successful if so you're not alone I've had those thoughts playing in my mind ever since I took the leap to become an entrepreneur it's a dirty dark secret that no one likes to talk about as the glamorization of becoming an entrepreneur is shown in the media I realized that in order to succeed I needed help we all do Welcome to the show. I am super excited to have special guest, Edgar Blazona on the show. Edgar, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. So let's get into state before we get into a great discussion. So we're going to do three power breaths in. I define a power breath, breathing in through the belly, up through the chest, coming up almost the back of our neck. Let's go ahead and breathe in. And out. Good. Another breath in. And out. Final breath in. And out. All right. Now I'm going to count down. Three, two, one. We're going to yell boom at the top of our lungs, get our energy amped up a little bit. And three, two, one, and boom. boom. There you go. I appreciate <laughs> you. Appreciate you playing along. So yeah, Adrian, I sleep, eat, breathe, morning habits, rituals, routines. I know this was a little bit of a difficult question for you, but what what do you do? first thing to start your day that really sets you down that path towards success?
1: You know, when I when I get up in the morning, a lot of it has to do with my kids and, and getting them out the door and and all that. You know, when when this question was posed to me, I really kind of stepped back and thought, what is my morning routine? Do I even have a morning routine? You know, it turns out I do, right? I get the kids out. I get them, you know, get them ready. Um, you know, obviously with the help of my wife, you know, it's not just me me making that move. But, you know, I, I drive them to school and, and, you know, one of the things that we do is, is that's kind of our, our time to talk and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I can get them to school. And I remember, you know, wasn't that long ago when I started this company, uh, I would listen to different podcasts with my son and about business. And we would talk about business, you know, and he would ask me these questions. He was, you know, a freshman in high school and he would ask me these questions and I would answer them. And it kind of it kind of got me in the right mindset, you know, and I would I would come back from that drop off and then start my morning. You know, so obviously another cup of coffee, um, you know, sit down and and kind of check check the the emails and, and, and maybe even check the fun ones first. Right. Check. Okay. You know, look for ones that weren't necessarily business related, but that were more on the fun, you know, uh, side of things and then ease my day into, um, you know, the endless emails and and whatnot. But I feel like that that moment of of driving to school, asking the questions, getting the feedback from oddly, you know, a a teenager Mm -hmm. um, sort of helped me kind of get my day going.
0: That's awesome, and and what a gift to to share right there in that experience. And you're getting a perspective that's probably very unique and fresh. So you're going to get so so what what a great bonding moment for for sure. I appreciate you appreciate you sharing that with us. So let's take a step back, Edgar, and let's let's look at your journey because I know you you didn't take the traditional route, right? And and I'd love for you to give the audience a baseline of where you came from, a little bit sure. about your story, and then we'll get into kind of shifting the consumer mindset.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, I grew up in San Francisco. Um the gold rush out here, right? You know, we've got this this boom of economy and and tech and and all that. And and I've been here since since day one, really. Um, I've watched it come and go multiple times. Um, um, I went to school the arts high school uh, you know after kind of you know, falling out of of Catholic high school, went to School of the Arts high school where I fit in just a little bit more. Uh, you know, it, it and and I was there. I made it to my senior year. Um, was a punk ass kid. Was a graffiti artist. You know, was kind of using graffiti as a as an artist outlet um, mm-hmm. while still kind of feeding that young you know, punk ass, trying to get away with things kind of side of me at the time. And uh, I uh, left home, was living, you know, completely by myself, um, had a small apartment and a job, and I ended up dropping out of high school. And I, I, you know, I thought I could do it myself and, and um, you know, had my first apartment made some furniture for it, you know, couldn't afford anything. I was, I was, you know, just a poor kid. And I ended up selling that first piece of furniture to a gallery uh, that sold it over the weekend. And they gave me like $400 in cash. It was more money than, you know, I'd ever seen really in a chunk, you know, this is, <laughs> this is back in the days when you would go to the ATM and get 120 out, you know, and gotcha. I got like a whole ton of them. And and I've been in the furniture industry ever since, literally.
0: Interesting. So obviously not having the funds to buy furniture, you said, Hey, why, why not build it? How, 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 how did it go from build it to have somebody selling it? What was that process? And how did, how did that come? come about?" Yeah,
1: I, uh, you know, I would, I would literally make things, um, you know, I learned how to weld myself. I'm self taught, you know, I literally like this is before YouTube. I would be like taking the welder, you know, and touching it to the metal and I hope I don't electrocute myself and oh shoot, you know, it, it makes a weld, you know, this is, there was no YouTube where you could just like, you know, figure out how to weld overnight by watching some videos or anything like that. And so I started making furniture. I would sell it on the street corner. I literally would set up furniture on the street corner, almost like a garage sale. And I would sell furniture, you know, and, and, um, right out there on the corner. And And that kind of transpired into now selling it to stores, right? Now, like like a gallery owner saw me at a flea market. I was selling, you know, pieces at a flea market. And he saw that work and he said, you know, why don't you come and sell through my store? And it was one of the biggest modernist stores in San Francisco at the time. And that kind of propelled me into, you know, realizing, wow, I'm I'm a talented furniture designer and and I'm a maker and I can put the two together and and make a living. And I did custom work for, for a long, long time um, before I realized now I need to put together a brand. And that became my passion, was, was making, you know, was creating this modern furniture brand, so to speak. And it's always been my thing. I, I've, I've loved modernism all my life, minimalism, uh, and all that. And so I've, I've always looked to make a you know, a modern minimalist
0: brand. Okay. So you got discovered at a flea market. You had a, a uh, studio, a, a place that, that sold you, you got more money than you ever had gotten before at, at a time. And then you lean into that passion and, and you did custom furniture. Yep. How, how did the rest of that journey go to get then, you to where you are today?
1: Yeah. I shut my furniture st- my furniture business down, I realized I was pushing wood through a table saw, right? I was making kitchen cabinets, lots of cabinet jobs. And I was pushing wood through a saw and I realized it's going to take me forever to get, you know, the summer home that I had always dreamed of getting or, you know, going on vacation. And I realized that I needed to learn, right? And so I shut my business down. I came up with a plan. I'm going to go work for one of the biggest, coolest, you know, retail, design-driven companies that was around. And, and for me, it was Pottery Barn. Pottery Barn happened to be in my backyard, and this okay. was during a time of their heyday. And so I went to work there as a designer, as a technical designer, and I pointed out I, I needed to get to their factories. I pointed out all these problems. In fact, I may or may not have been kind of creating some problems in the background so that I could <laughs> go solve them, right? And so, Okay. I went and solved them in their factories in China. I convinced them that I'm the man. I can go solve them in China for you. And I suddenly became this, this like kind of roving factory guy that would go there and, you know, I'd get behind the saw there and teach them how to, you know, do the distressing techniques we wanted or create this kind of panel or, you know, do all this stuff. And, and that was my college, right. And that got me into creating products for major retailers. And, and that was a real learning experience. And from there, I convinced the next guy to let me have my own brand and, um, you know, um, uh, basically, you know, have this modern furniture brand while working for them. I kind of was like, I'm either going to leave and do it or I'm going to stay here and do it. You decide, okay. you know, and they were like stay here and do it and, you know, keep doing what you're doing for us. And, and, and that really transpired. And along the way, I built Benchmade Modern, um, which is the brand that I'm really, you know, focused on these days. It's an upholstery brand. Uh, we raised some capital for it. Um, you know, going back to my driving around with my kid in, in, in the car, you know, really, I was. we were so focused together as as a team, my son and I that we saw this investor, this podcast investor that we had been following and listening to in the car. We saw him in, the, in, 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 a restaurant and my son's like, go talk to him, dad. And I'm mm-hmm. going, nah, no, no, nah, no, it's cool. You know? And literally my son pretty much forced that meeting together with us. And, um, he ended up asking me a couple questions and I kind of like played it cool, you know? and, and, you know, he said, Well, I gotta go, but he's texting me from inside the restaurant. Uh, I want to know more about your business. I want to know more. And he ended up being my first investor. So I kind of handed it to my son and I, you know, making that morning uh run to school and, and listening to those podcasts, and and then him, him frankly helping me get in front of this guy. It was it was a pretty cool thing.
0: What a what an amazing story about <laughs> uh you know the the bond of of father son and and him pushing you to say. Oh, go over there do it and and then you're like uh, then you have to, right? Because they're looking, to. You know, they're looking at you as the leader. And and what are you going to shy away in that moment? Cause then you're teaching them the lesson not to go for their dreams. I'll talk about <laughs> accountability. 100%, yeah. Right. 100%. I can't look like the the dad that blew
1: the shot. You know, this is right? what we've been talking about in the car for <laughs> the last year, you know, can't blow it now. Yeah, totally.
0: Oh, that's amazing. What, what a great story and what a great gift to you know, you two to share and and then yeah. to to flourish from. So let's talk about obviously the the new company and your passion now and how how to change the consumer mindset because I know you know th- this was a big shift and and vital to your success in the business. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think that the consumer mindset has really changed over. Over time, right? So I'm trying to teach. How do I teach the customer that it's okay to order uh, four thousand dollars, five thousand dollars, even like seven, ten thousand dollars things sight unseen, right? And and that's kind of a big leap of faith. It wasn't that long ago where where we were looking at websites and you know are they going to steal my credit card kind of you know mentality. Right. And so how do I how do I change that customer's mindset to to not only buy a piece of furniture that you're used to sitting in, right? Mm-hmm. Where fit and feel is everything, right? I mean, look, can you imagine how many times I've heard I would never buy a sofa in a st- without sitting in it first? Right. You don't hear that anymore. On all honesty, like I just don't hear that anymore. Now there's this openness to understanding that there's a process of, Kind of verification, right? And and we do this along the way. We'll send you a, a box of swatches, a giant box of swatches where we send it overnight or, or okay. second day air. It's mm-hmm. huge. It's a signal to say to you when you get this thing, it's like, wow, this is badass. This is like amazing, right? Right. But we do that as a signal to say, hey, look, we're the real deal. Like this is. We're not just going to take your credit card and run. This is this is for real, right? And it's it's part of this process that we start to signal along the way that everything was going to be okay. And we do a bunch of other tricks too. And and by the time that you've kind of gone through the process, you're finally comfortable with purchasing uh, online. I'll give a lot of credit to you know like Zappos. Zappos was a as a shoe brand, right? That right. You could, You could, you know, you could order a pair of shoes. They would send them to you for free. They would also take them back for free. They would ship them back for free. And that sort of changed the mindset of being able to buy something just like a sofa. You tried on shoes at that point. Did they fit well? Right. And that was the same exact hurdle as that we were doing in the sofa business. And today I think it's become, you know, somewhat comfortable you know, to make that purchase because you know that, well, if, you know, if I don't like it, I can always return it. You know, mm-hmm. I can, I can get my money back. And, and, um, and I think that's changed the mindset um, of, of the customer today.
0: And I, I would agree with you there that it's so much more commonplace now than it was. I'd be interested in that kind of trial and error process. I'm sure you went through in the beginning stages oh where people were like, uh, I I need to sit. I need to feel it. So yes. share, share, share a couple of experiences or well, lessons there and there you had. One thing is the hundred day
1: trial. Do you know what a leap of faith that is for, for me as the, as the brand, I'm going to say to you, I'm going to ship you a custom made product. I'm going to allow you to, to not just pick something off the shelf, but I'm going to allow you to, to you know, design your custom made sofa made to the five inch increment, right? In mm-hmm. whatever fabric choice you want, I'm going to ship it to you, right? Shipping for me costs, you know, a ton of money. Like we right. charge a little bit for shipping. It's nowhere near what it actually costs us, right? So we've got a lot invested. We got the product, we've got the shipping and all that, but I'm going to do all this. I'm going to send it to you and then I'm going to give you a hundred days to basically use it, wreck it, mm-hmm. make it, you know, worthless coming back to me, right? That was such a leap of faith, right, for us, right? Was that going to kill the business? I mean, we were counting down 100 days, right? 102 days, 103 days, 130 days, right? Like, when is this going to wreck the business? Like, gotcha. is this going to just bankrupt us, right? Are we going to get all these returns? And And what we had to kind of rest on is our quality is so good that we're not going to get returns, right? Gotcha. Our pre-experience, and this, this is a big point. I think a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs don't understand this, is going into it like we are already working with you ahead of time to make sure that it's the right sofa for you. Right. That's there's a whole process around that so that by the time you get it, you're already we've kind of know you kind of know that the fit and feel is correct for what you want. We sent you the swatches. There's no weirdness on the color. You know what it is because you got the swatches and all that. And so all of those things are designed around kind of helping the customer through that hurdle mindset and so on. But boy, that hundred day you know, trial thing was was such a leap of faith and, and um it it worked out uh for us for sure.
0: How'd you come up with that?
1: I can't say that it's all my own honestly I uh it really comes from the mattress world catch okay. Casper you know direct consumer they did it first you know mm-hmm. sleep on it for a hundred days and, and we thought, well, if they can do it, you know, we sure can too. We have a lot more money invested in a sofa than they do in a mattress. So it was a big leap. Uh, but uh, it's, it's something that, that
0: we had to do. And, and uh, boy, it was scary though. That's for sure. I'm sure, I'm sure it was, right? And I, I would say it probably also raised your game internally as a company that we're going to make that pre-experience so fantastic that they're going to design it. And then we're going to make the product so amazing yeah. That nobody's ever going to want to return their, their sofa. Yeah.
1: And that's, yeah. and honestly, that's, that's what it is today. I, I talk a lot about what's under the hood, okay. you know, the, the quality of the product, you know, underneath the cover. And it's something that you never see unless you tear a sofa apart, but, but there's so much good material and quality and craftsmanship under the hood that that is actually what makes for a quality sofa at the end of the day. and, and uh, I stand, I stand by it, and and it's you know it's kind of fun. There's if you go to my Twitter feed right now, pinned there's me saying, okay, sofa manufacturers, how about we battle old school style, right? You send your best piece of sofa to a writer, I'll send my best piece of sofa to a writer, and whoever wins is crowned sofa king by the other publicly. And lo and behold, it's been there for a year. I know all those guys are on my feed as well nothing there's not been a single response no one wants to go up against that and and you know put their product up for the test
0: <laughs> that's awesome i i love it i love stepping up and raising the game right does anybody and, and that boldness that brashness obviously transfers to what you do and the quality that that you bring to the uh to the marketplace so that leads into you know chasing your dreams right against all odds explain a little bit about your journey and what that means to you right to to be all in and and chasing your dreams
1: yeah it's i mean it's it's a scary thing uh, honestly you 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 chase your dream right and then and then you achieve your dream then you got to hold on to your dream right and and, and you kind of become You know, no one uh, entrepreneurs do not talk about this. They do not talk about when you get to a certain level. Now you have to maintain that level, right? It's it's really difficult to take a step back. And there's a lot of mental, I don't know, juggling with like, what do I do? You know, now I've made it to this point and 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 this is my dream. What's next? right? Right. What's how do I keep this going? How do I, you know? how do I still keep um, providing for my family? How do I, how do I, my own self mental being, how do I, how do I keep providing for that? Right. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's a really tough kind of position is, is how do I maintain this thing that I've, I've created through all the ups and downs and the hurdles. And um, it, 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 Takes a lot of focus, um, and it and it and it takes a lot of trust. I think that's the biggest key: is you have to, you have to at all odds, you have to trust yourself. You have to trust yourself that if this whole thing comes crashing down for some reason other than the other, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got lucky. COVID, COVID actually made sales for us, and some businesses right. fell apart. I can only imagine those businesses that fell apart. Those entrepreneurs had to have more faith in themselves than ever at that point and time to know that when this is over, I'll be able to get back up again.
0: Yeah. Amen. And that that's so well put. Trust in trust and faith, right? So, so critical to the uh to the process and that intestinal fortitude to push through those moments that that are 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 tough and, and those downtime. So, Edgar, love the uh love the conversation. Where can people Find out more about you and, uh, and your company.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, check out BenchmadeModern.com. Um, you can find, you know, all of our goods there, all of our sofas or some swatches, um, you know, kind of check us out. There's, there's some cool things you can even you can even hit the print button. And we we send you a full scale drawing of whatever custom sofa you order, a giant piece of paper you lay out on the floor and make sure it fits the room. Make sure you can you can lay head to toes between the arms, you know, get a good night's get a good rest, you know all that. So we've, we've got lots of stuff there. You can check us out there. And then I'm at your at Twitter, um, as well. If, if, um, you know, send me a note or whatever. Happy to, happy to chat.
0: Awesome, Edgar. I appreciate you being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was a good
1: one. I, I, um, it was nice kind of drumming up these old, old, uh, old thoughts and, and,
0: uh, and how I got there. Absolutely. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you watching. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. I'll talk to you soon.